0: Well, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. I feel
1: like this is the intro to the show, right?
0: Yeah, this works. Primer free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008 when I was in high school. Each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we will examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron and I'm dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, we we made it through the intro. (laughs) We, We most certainly almost have. (laughs) The the editing will make that joke not make any sense, but it was rough. (laughs) So um, do you have anything for us today? I didn't ask you before we started. I
1: do. Oh, great. All of my poems have been very silly. Uh, And this one actually isn't super silly, but I was very frustrated by something I read online. And so this is a response to some beautiful New Year's stuff. Okay. New Year, new me. Has a greater lie ever been told? Does our life at the stroke of midnight change from a broken down carriage back into a pumpkin? We do our best to change, not through the snap of a finger, not through a wish made from a monkey's paw, not through some Faustian instant bargain, but through listening, learning, growing, -growing, regrowing, retrying, relearning, revising, rereading, retreading, and accepting.
0: How did that make you feel, Dave? I'm angry at the (laughs) world. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I like it. Um, I think oh. it's interesting that you consider a new me is a pumpkin.
1: <laughs> I was trying to make that work. Like, I like that metaphor of like, at the at stroke the stroke of midnight. midnight. yeah, but you can't like the the point of it is it degrades. So I went broken down carriage. I noticed it's almost like I am not an experienced poet, and that that poem was just me kind of screaming into the void a little bit.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. you mentioned that that is my exact thought on this next poem dave
1: there we go okay Okay.
0: so the poem we are bringing to you today from the wolf journal is a poem that is titled only in post my words i i don't have a date for this one okay um my words my words will never be quoted never read in a school or speech but if they are they will be read incorrectly For my words are written with emotion and passion, unmet by word from the mouth. Each word brings feelings to the page. One must read with fire on their lips to match the words. Each leaping out of the page, no word goes without meaning. Writing words never to be spoken again, just lost in a passionless world and pushed aside by an immature mind. Oh, wow. Do you think I had enough fire on my lips there? Oh,
1: I recently I was trying to explain to someone what it meant to be self aggrandizing. Uh, I think I might just need to read them this poem. I am the greatest writer ever. And my words matter more than anything ever. But people can't speak them because they don't know my pain.
0: Yeah, um, that's what that's what I'm getting here okay end of the episode end of the episode uh, go
1: create your own bad poetry
0: yep no eh, no we probably should we probably we, maybe should we should talk that. about it yeah, yeah. Fine. okay Whatever. structure do we ever get rhymes no never no are you sure maybe but no
1: <laughs> i i am waiting for just a random episode where there's like a sonnet with rhyme and meter and then never again
0: that would be so funny. It would be perfect. I can almost guarantee that did not happen. Yeah,
1: of course not. That's not how this works. No,
0: but uh, <sighs> okay. So we have the the very easy interpretation of self-aggrandizement, like you said. Mm. But to bring it back to that screaming into the void. Yeah. Which, which you which you said of your um your rage against New Year's Eve.
1: I rage against the power of I, I, what? <laughs> from the new bea- new beauty and the beast it's from like 4 years ago dave um, um it's from beauty and the beast
0: oh is it the new song that the beast sings yeah oh so yeah but to to get us back on track the screaming into the <laughs> void i can hear a bit of that yeah in this in that it's it's a teenager frustrated with this feeling of emptiness with this feeling of of um the inability to to uh, articulate uh, to um, <laughs> as i demonstrate now um,
1: absolutely perfect
0: but yeah i mean do you get that sense at all
1: yeah i totally do I, it feels like well uh what was the poem that we did like i guess it's a month ago now but that was all about your words will never be or not your word uh
0: these words I write have no effect. They are Ooh, trapped yeah. by the covers of a private book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, poem of 121905. These words.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is, I, I don't think it's retreading it. I think it's reevaluating it. Cause these words, it, it was just more, I'm hiding these words from the world or mm-hmm. like, it, it's just not going to be exposed, but this is more, even if these words are read, they won't get it. Even if this gets out, it won't be, understood
0: i i agree and i think um what's really interesting is the two things that surround this poem Mm -hmm. the next one is is another poem that we will tackle next week probably that explores a similar theme but it goes back to that um internal locked away thoughts sure yeah so we'll tackle that when we get there but the part that i'm interested in that we can't get to today because um well, I'll, yeah, is is the part that comes right before it. Okay. Which, um, just to give you a heads up, it starts with the lines, the words in this book. Now, why we can't get into it today is because I took this part and put it as the intro to the typed anthology. Oh. So we'll get into that when we get to the, the season finale where we, we talk about the typed anthology.
1: Next time on My Bad Poetry.
0: But this this kind of shows that there's I'm building towards something in that at this point in the the history of the journal, I have actually started type the poems. And so as I'm writing, I know that they are going into a separate document. right. Right. And so I think it's that introspection of like starting to examine the words, revisiting the words as I type them and say, oh, what, how do these words feel? outside the page. And I think maybe that's the germ of this, of this poem. That makes sense that
1: it's, you're, you're trying to make sense of what you are doing with this. Yeah. Why are these words being written? Well, and that feels like an emotional progression. Like you're, you're getting to a point where you're saying, well, maybe someone will read it. Like maybe, maybe it won't be locked in this journal inside, in between these wolves. In between these wolves. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. I do think it's interesting that you're, uh, your understanding of the public sphere at this point was school or just in general speech just <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it it's like that's the only place that poetry is ever used schools and when quoted by politicians and educators
0: yeah no that is funny like the thought of it being used in any other capacity right like read and up and up anthology of poems right yeah not happening (laughs) um a metaphor that's that's fire on their lips is something that must be had in order to read these words Uh, an image that comes to mind currently which i don't think i would have at all um in high school would be the the coal of fire on isaiah's lips that's okay yeah this is
1: why we're friends. That's what I was thinking of as well, even though like that's not that's not what that would be. Either. Not at all. No. Like the coal is to purify him. I guess you could also take it in the direction of like the tongues of fire
0: at the day oh, of Pentecost. Sure, sure, sure.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm, you are I'm comp- mixing so many metaphors.
0: Yeah. And and it almost seems sacrilegious if that is true. I'm, I'm comparing my <laughs> words to... Uh, Spirit-inspired words of scripture. Yes, the divine but, words spoken is, to the- uh, This is blasphemous. I, I, I need to walk, walk that
1: back. Fine. Maybe it's a reference to the Flaming Lips.
0: I I didn't know the band at the time.
1: Uh, I still don't know the band.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell you a single song. They. I, I, I bet I've heard one. but.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Warm Mouth is one of their songs. Oh,
0: gosh, I hope Cause not. Because if,
1: if your lips are aflame, you're welcome. Or smoky nostrils.
0: No? I'm going to let you uh, burn out on your own here. Okay.
1: Uh, Singed eyebrows.
0: Moving up the face.
1: Uh, Melted glasses.
0: Mm. Uh, Is this a whole concept album? Yes. Okay, got it. (laughs) I like it. Okay.
1: I'm very sorry. That might have been the weirdest thing I've done, which is saying quite a bit.
0: Um, I, I am letting you in on my 16 year old self writing garbage poetry. You're allowed, (laughs) you're allowed to put me through whatever. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Letting me in on or forcing me to listen to this.
0: (laughs) Oh, Uh, 21 episodes in, you have not learned. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I did want to, to see if we could pull any, like if we could put it through the strainer and get any sort of worth out of this. Right. And um one thing I was I was thinking about, a, a topic that we've we've kind of touched on in the past with um eisegesis and exegesis okay. is the interpretive lens that, that people bring. A hermeneutic, if you will. A hermeneutical lens, yeah. Uh, do you want to define do you want to define that?
1: Uh well, Herman from uh pee and nautical. Like boats. That was sad. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm tired. I've had too much coffee. (laughs) Hermeneutical lens. Uh, It's the lens through which we can view things. You can change over like what you're uh, using to interpret. So like different modes of theology or um, like philosophical analysis. So you can have a, a hermeneutic of Christology. Like you're focusing on. Uh, what does it mean to be messiah or a uh, hermeneutic of feminism or uh, any of these different philosophies or theologies or interpretive lenses
0: yeah yeah I, I always think of it as like um looking at something with a microscope a telescope um uh, reading glasses and i mean just Ooh. changing changing up the lens and and seeing how you can see things differently um
1: well and that also works in the metaphor because there are definitely things where specific hermeneutics don't work.
0: Yeah. So I hear in my, in my uh, emo previous self, a critique of interpretation, not in those words, I don't think, but um, with that in mind, I kind of did some, some digging this week. And uh, have you, are you aware of um, uh, Susan Sontag? of of course. Uh, she she is a That's um, that's
1: I don't know who okay. Susan.
0: Sontag is. I I think I've been I've been exposed to Susan Sontag in I think it was my media studies classes in college. Okay. She she writes a lot of uh, she she wrote a lot of essays on on interpretation and and media and 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 the like. Um Sure. I mean she she wrote about a lot of different things, so I don't want to box her into that. But I think that's where I was exposed to her. She has right. an essay called Against Interpretation. Okay. Which is um this attack on formalism um within modern interpretation this this uh need to find content and to huh. define content within art in particular um and so i think one of the best ways i can is is to just grab one of her own quotes here sure let me see at the expense of energy and sensual capability, interpretation is the revenge of the intellect upon art. <laughs> I love that
1: That's interesting, though.
0: I think that that uh,
1: that's a very generous reading.
0: Oh, very much so.
1: and i don't I don't think it's not a part of it. Uh, I think you could be kind of stumbling into that, but that that gives it. Uh, gives it kind of a structure to understand it through. So
0: again, I don't think mm, this poem is is a modern um, reaction against interpretation. I think it's a 16-year-old boy who's, who's just like, you, you don't get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no one's ever been through my kind of issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my privileged white boy self is sad.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do the sad white boy day. <laughs> Is that a thing?
1: I feel like it's something. It might be a YouTube video. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> um, I, do have, I do have one more thing to critique about this poem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, writing words never to be spoken again, just lost in a passionless world. I would like you to go to YouTube and just search the word debate. Um, and you will find a lot of very passionate people debating the intricacies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or debating the true meaning behind Everybody Poops, or debating the true meaning in Charlotte's Web. I don't know. But, like, I just found it interesting. A passionless world. Had uh, had 15-year-old Aaron never seen cable news? <laughs> People no. screaming at each other over I, things that they have absolutely no control over.
0: We didn't have cable. Um, oh, so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think that's a very fair critique of, um, of this line. There is clearly passion, maybe too much passion in this world.
1: <laughs> Arguably too much passion. Hmm. I mean, that, that could be something interesting to dig into it as a poem because like the the difference between the passion that you're trying to put onto the page and the passion that people experience. So like people screaming at each other about things that don't matter versus you writing something about uh, what you see as truly valuable.
0: Yeah, things I think matter. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's less so that I'm denying the passion. I'm just not seeing it as true passion. Sure. Or or passion worthy of existence.
1: (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Subjective passion. Is that what we're getting into? Everything
0: is subjective. Everything is subjective. And, Ugh, and yet my words
1: are objectively true.
0: Are objectively just fire. <laughs> fire on the lips. Fire on the lips. Leaping from the page. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. Okay, we gotta we gotta end this. <laughs> <laughs> For more than one reason. So uh we have we have listened to my words, uh, spoken for their first time. Uh, much to this poem's chagrin, or, or to the joy of this poem, I'm not sure. It's like lamenting that it won't be heard, and yet we have just roasted it for yeah. So,
1: well, but we're immature, so we don't get it.
0: Right. So so this poem just clearly negates all that we've said. <laughs> so um, each word brings feeling to the page, Dave. What feelings do you bring to this, good or garbage? So this last
1: week, our uh, garbage disposal was having some problems. Um, it, it didn't seem like it was clearing out as much as it should have. So I looked up online how to, like, sharpen your garbage disposal. One of the things you can do is put in, like, grittier materials. So they uh, online they suggested some salt or, like, coarse rock salt with ice. Mm. And uh, I tried that. Uh, and it it didn't work in any way, shape, or form. So I feel like this poem is that rock salt and ice. I want it to not be garbage. I want to have some use out of it. But at the end of the day, it's just going right down the drain.
0: <laughs> I I like it. Yep. There you go. That's a that's a good one. Does not clear out the the problem.
1: <laughs> no, no, it does not. It
0: almost creates more problems. Almost makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we will end our time with the words of a true poet. Mm. And um, the awkward thing about this is the the poet, uh, Marianne Moore, was a teacher at the Carlisle Indian School in the 1910s. Obviously, um, Indian schools around the country have atrocious histories, So I just want to acknowledge that up front. But anyway, this is the last two stanzas and, and her stanzas break within the middle of sentences. So it's kind of picking up at the first complete sentence of the second to last stanza. Here we go. One must make a distinction, however, when dragged into prominence by half poets, the result is not poetry, nor till the autocrats among us can be literalists of the imagination above. Insolence and triviality and can present for inspection imaginary gardens with real toads in them. Such uh, shall we have it? In the meantime, if you demand on the one hand in defiance of their opinion the raw material of poetry in all its rawness and that which on the other hand genuine then you are interested in poetry hmm. the twists and turns of that is hard to um i don't i don't think i have the fire on my lips for that one <laughs> it's it's easier to read on the page because she's again how she's breaking the sentences um yeah. i don't think i i did that justice but well, Dave, oh, and, and to you, dear listeners, this has been My Bad Poetry.
1: Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Oh, we are the worst at this, Aaron.
0: I think we've gotten, like, worse. I think so. Yeah. Rhyme of free, rise, does it matter? Rise, yeah. it, matter? Rise, it matter? It's my bad.